The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. What isn't Game Master? My lord, the pod has moved out of light speed. Comscan has detected an energy field protecting an area around the sixth planet of the Spotify system. The field is strong enough to deflect any upload. The patrons are alerted to our presence. Admiral Steven came out of light speed too close to the system. He, he felt surprise was wiser. He is as clumsy as he is stupid. Game Master, prepare your troops for the Dark Times podcast. Welcome back to the Dark Times podcast. Uh, welcome back to the Dark Times, a saga edition podcast. I'm Sam, your favorite sniveling Imperial general. And I'm Steven, your favorite Dark Lord of the Sith. You, I would top three, probably. I Maul's too high to compare. Oh. And not just because I want Sam Whitmer on the show. <laughs> Maul is no Dark Lord. He was merely a Sith assassin. If you've read... <laughs> His Wikipedia page back and forth six times over before bed every night. You would know that. The that sounds like the um like the White House statement that the Jedi Council would put out about Darth Maul. Be like, he's not a Sith Lord. He was merely a Sith assassin. Oh my God, that's totally like the press yeah. release. Yeah, the press release from the Jedi Council. The mysterious figure on Tatooine was not a Sith Lord, merely a Sith assassin. <laughs> he was abruptly dealt with after one casualty of the Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> uh, we have some feedback from last week, Stephen. Let's take a look. Or from the two weeks ago. No. Yes, two weeks ago. At, at this upload, it's two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> I know. Time I'm warp, getting time warp. I'm getting lost in the time warp. Uh, Zoli Krolik on Reddit said, hey, if you need some advertising revenue because Sam is having to stretch his burritos with gray goo from a field food processor, I have to cut him with it. It's really gross and not <laughs> enjoyable at all. Reminds me of a really gross story. Maybe the Biscuit Baron or Mad Gaskin's used droidnets will buy some ads. Those are both uh, companies from Star Wars canon. <laughs> I looked him up. I'm definitely lifting Biscuit Baron to use in, in my coming Dude, sessions. Biscuit Baron, the logo is in. It looks like fucking Char Aznable from Gundam. Like, right? <laughs> it totally does. It's so fucking funny. It's a really believable logo somehow too. At the same time, oh yeah, like it's, yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's a fast food chain, Gundam, but like also looks real. <laughs> uh, he also said, "Good luck in Japan, Stephen." Oh, thank you, Zoli. I really appreciate that. It's my first time out of the country, so I'm I'm very nervous, but very excited. Yeah, don't worry. I replaced your passport with an identical passport made of flash paper. So as soon as you land in Japan, it's just gonna ev evaporate into smoke. <laughs> wow, I didn't know yeah. they made that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Got you with the old trick <laughs> trick passport. <laughs> You're stuck here, idiot. <laughs> the embassy is like, was it a trick passport? I'm like, yeah. Like, Sorry, we can't help we you, can buddy. Yeah. No, that, those scams one. run deep. <laughs> they can't trace them back to anybody. <laughs> that's so funny. Stephen, what are we talking about this week? So, Sam, I'm actually very excited about what we're talking about this week. Uh, with our no interview with Lil Literalist last week, we got inspired out of the blue 
to write up some dueling rules for Star Wars. Because as we all know, duels, lightsaber duels, we're talking here in Swissy, are very A New Hope. I like those. And yeah, they're good. Jedi walks up to Sith. They attack each other over and over again until one dies. They're You're a usually... piece of shit, Darth. <laughs> <laughs> no you. And then he cuts him in half. <laughs> there isn't much impetus to do anything else besides walk up and hit each other because of attacks of opportunity, because of, you know, why move when you can attack. And the game master usually has to manipulate the environment they're in to get them to move, a la, you know, Revenge of the Sith. But we were thinking, how can we make lightsaber combat more cinematic? And we started cooking up a few ideas there in the interview, but I really didn't get a chance to really get nitty gritty about it until after the interview. And I'm really excited with what I came up with. These are, of course, based on the dueling rules from Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Those of you familiar with those will see a lot of similarities between uh, these and those. But it's totally legal, baby. And uh, I think the changes I did make really make them kind of Swissified. This is not a simple port. I think these are, are truly, uh, it can be part of the system. Uh, when to use these? When you've got a 1v1 lightsaber fight, you want to be as epic as possible. These should interlopate with a normal initiative track. A big S on that should. Like, I don't know. I didn't try. These aren't play tested. Did you say interlope? Interlopated? Interlopated? Oh, okay. Like compatible? That makes sense. Like, no, like yeah, yeah, in- yeah, Integratable? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah integratable, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted uh, to make sure. Yeah, of course. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but we'll find out soon. <laughs> These should be fully compatible with a normal initiative track. And if they aren't, well... Tell me, because guess what, listener? You're my playtester for these. I haven't tried these out yet. <laughs> Consider these open for peer review. I, I take these sort of additions seriously. So please reach out if you get a chance to try them in your game. If you have additions or subtractions you think will make them more game ready, um, I want to hear it. But now that that's out of the way, let's get into the nitty gritty. So I'm reading right from my rules here. These will be available on the wiki for you to look over and enjoy and also linked in the bottom of the episode. Unlike in typical combat, duelists will roll initiative at the beginning of each round, and they will choose one of three skills to do so in place of the normal initiative skill. Acrobatics, use the force, or deception. The winner of this opposed roll can choose to go first or second. Duelists are never aware of which initiative skill their opponent chooses. Dueling actions may be activated as a free action when the triggering conditions are met. If a duelist is trained in whichever initiative skill they pick, they gain access to a special dueling action that round. Sudden agility for acrobatics, battle trance for use the force, and deceptive sidestep for deception. Let's go into each of these now. Sudden agility. The requirements are that you're in a duel, and you're trained in acrobatics, and you rolled an acrobatics check for initiative this round. The trigger is that you deal damage to your opponent on your turn. You surprise your enemy with a sudden flip, twist, or other rush of movement. You gain an additional move action that may only be used to move up to your speed, jump, climb, tumble, or swim. Movement resulting from this ability does not trigger an attack of opportunity. So Sam, you remember during our interview, we one of the things 
you, me, and Steven talked about that defines a good cinematic lightsaber battle is lots of acrobatic movement. Uh, this is meant to represent that component of a lightsaber duel. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, we've got like, this is Yoda doing his cool flips and shit. This is uh, Darth Maul jumping to another part of the the power state. Where, where were they? And, and that, was <laughs> in like a, that was like a power Benson generation Menace. plant somehow. Yeah, like a weird open concept power <laughs> <Yeah>. converter plant. <laughs> um, you'll notice, Sam, that this ability effectively grants you two move actions on your turn. So it's really for fucking getting some distance between you and your opponent or closing that distance. Let's get in some high ground, baby. Absolutely. I can see a blaster and saber specialist making a blaster attack and then using this uh, dueling ability to close the distance between them and their attacker Ooh, as well. I like that. You'll notice the trigger is just dealing damage. So it'll work with a force power or a ranged attack as well. Oh, these aren't necessarily lightsaber duel rules. These are just duel rules. Uh, someone's paying attention. Oh. I wanted these to be as lightweight as possible to apply to as many scenarios that you may come across in your games. These don't necessarily have to be between two lightsaber duelists. Any sort of planet or culture or place or scene where a dramatic duel between two characters is important. Baby, this, this is what you want. So vibroblade training at your old Republic Sith Academy, bam, dueling rules. A distant culture using, you know, uh, specialized staves on a dying moon, dueling rules. A Jedi and a Sith locked in a battle between good and evil, dueling rules. Come on. <whistles> Though this one is obviously force specific. Uh, I'm very happy with this one in particular. Battle trance. You're in a duel, you're trained and use the force, and you rolled a use the force check for initiative this round. The trigger is you deal damage to your opponent on your turn. Your connection to the force is unshaken in the heat of battle. You immediately gain a swift action that may only be used to make a use the force check to activate a force power. That wording's a little clunky. That is probably how it's supposed to be written for an addition to Swiss. <laughs> oh, the soggy edition syntax of legend. <laughs> yes, it's boy, boy, this sin sure does tax. Let me tell you. Me when I'm in hell. <laughs> Yeah, you caught my subtext there. Uh, don't say this sub sure can text. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, this one in a fantasy setting really reminds me of like a spell sortie ability, like inducing more casting by dealing damage. I, I love this combination. I think everyone loves this combination. I was very careful to keep this one to a swift action. Anything greater than that, and you are like, bombing them with force powers they're like way way dude, too dude like a, an attack and then doing a move object yeah. that's crazy no not here although that is something we do see in the Re revenge of the sith right and i think move light object can fit in here is that a swift action no that's a standard action isn't it i think move light object is a swift it's a move Oh, well then no. <laughs> <laughs> but examples of force powers you could use here, dark rage, enlighten, fear, stuff like that. Things that could, I think battle strike is a swift. Yeah, it is. Battle strike could go in here too. Deceptive sidestep is the closest one. And this name I actually lifted directly from Pathfinder. So thank you, Mr. Paizo. 
Johnny Paizo called. Johnny Paizo said, called. He said, great he work. He said, thanks to the ORC, you guys are in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be coming for your kneecaps anytime soon, boys. <laughs> then he drove off in the GM Fiat. Oh, beep, beep. Deceptive sidestep. The requirements are you're in a duel, you're trained in deception, and you rolled a deception check for initiative this round. The trigger is that you attack your opponent but haven't rolled yet. Now, I don't know if this is technically a, a state in Swissy. If we talk about like the etymology and the order of, of like when rolls happen and when do you decide to attack, is that like when does the roll happen after that? Whatever. I don't care. Can you declare an attack but not roll yet? That's interesting. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I, I say I'm going to attack the Sith Lord. The Sith Lord? And then the die, or the die is in my hand. I haven't rolled it yet. This is when I would use deceptive sidestep. So you can probably rules lawyer me out of this one, but we're going to roll with it. Literally. You expertly create openings to catch your opponents off guard. Choose one of the following effects. You are flanking your opponent until the end of your turn. As we know, flanking grants a plus two bonus to hit. And also, I think there's a lot of other shit that stacks off of that, right? I don't think... Little Litchlist would recommend it if if it wasn't true that <laughs> this could benefit yeah. certain builds built for flanking. Or the other effect you may choose is you successfully faint. Your opponent is flat-footed against your attack. Which would be a greater benefit than a plus two bonus to hit typically, right? Depending so you're denying... on your opponent. Oh. Yeah. If their dex modifier was, uh, I think you could do some really hard math to figure out which is really better. but. If your opponent is especially dexterous, like has a plus three dex mod or so, I think it's more beneficial to faint them than flank them, which I think makes logical sense. This, of course, absolutely can stack with a whole swath of character options. There's a whole world of player options that integrate with a target being flat-footed, so... Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome, Stephen. And that's that's it. It's just those three things. And that wraps up the dual rules. That's it. You could make more, too, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah. Like Pathfinder has one for perception. I didn't make one for perception for Swissy, but it would be really easy to do that. And yeah, you could, I mean, pick a skill and make something that fits for it. This could be you could also do this as like high noon gunslinger versus gunslinger duel as well. I think so. I think you could like. Not that difficult either. You could drop battle transfer, like a perception based one that gets, lets you aim yep. for free yep. or something like that. Or These are meant to be used in any situation when two people really want the other to die. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Upon every successful block and repost, duelists switch positions on the battlefield. Okay. I got this one from Stephen C. And I think it's a really great idea. Just keeps things fresh. Absolutely. And now for a modification of the saber lock optional rules written, pay close attention. This one's a little confusing if you aren't uh, listening closely, but I I think there's better ways to word this than I did. Uh, please tell me if you think of one. So uh, here we go. Apply the saber lock optional rule as written, except trigger a saber lock when the blocking characters use the force check is not five more than the triggering attack roll. So the rule should read as this. Whenever a character with the block talent rolls their use the force check to negate the attack and the skill check is not five more than the incoming attack roll, 
the attack is negated and a saber lock occurs. Both characters lock their lightsabers together, and both the original attacker and the blocking Jedi make an opposed initiative check using the dueling initiative of their choice. That's acrobatics, deception, or use the force. The character with the higher result may make an immediate unarmed attack against the other character as a free action, at which point the saber lock ends. And of course, you may trigger dueling actions off of the resulting unarmed attack, even if it's not your turn. Good luck remembering who had the turn order after this happens, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. I think the way I would word it is... Go ahead. Whenever a character with the block talent rolls, they use the force check to negate the attack and does not beat the attack by five or more. The the attack roll uh, is negated and a saber lock occurs. Does that make... Does that make better sense? Because like, because the way you wrote it here, and I know it's not rules rules as intended, but rules as written. Steve Steve has written here. Rules as Steven says that if you, like even if you fail the block roll, you still negate the attack and a saber lock occurs. Mm. I know that's not how you intended it to sound, but that is how it reads for to me. Read say that again. So, because I'm reading what you said here, yeah. The skill check result is not five more than the incoming attack roll. The attack is negated and the saber lock occurs. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's no lower limit on that. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, see, I was writing it like an original Swissy developer. (laughs) So intentionally vague and (laughs) implies that you have common sense as a reader and aren't trying to (laughs) weasel your way around the rules at all times. I know. You're right. Right. (laughs) That does seem kind of silly. I think I may have wrote that. It's not airtight, Stephen. It's not airtight. (laughs) I wrote that with the implicit understanding that, of course, only a successful block negates an attack. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I know. (laughs) So listeners, hope that's clear. This will probably be freshened up and and uber clear, uber airtight before it makes it to the weekend. And I'm sure plenty of you out there have something to say about how this is worded. There's probably no easy way to do it simply because a mechanic like this doesn't exist in Swissy. Thank, well, that's awesome. I'm glad that we birthed this brainchild with Little Literalist last week, because honestly, I think it's great. I love the dual rules from Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and I'm yes. glad we found a way to implement them into lightsaber dueling to make it more cinematic. I want to playtest this, Sam. Maybe we'll have a little skirmish here soon. Dude, Patreon-exclusive 1v1 Jedi battle? Oh, fuck. We're doing that. That's literally, that's going to happen. I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> that's literally perfect. We're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be like our own Dark Times Visions, man. (laughs) Is this fucking Wayne's World? (laughs) The way I said it did seem a little Wayne's World. Oh, we'll get the whole, we'll get the whole setup and roll 20 and shit, screen recorded. Oh, we can do screen recorded? Yeah. Whoa, that'd be sick as heck. Video content? Whoa. Video content for the Dark Times? (laughs) They don't care about that shit, Steven. Let's send them out to the brig. Steven. What is it, Sam? This is the part of the show where we thank the listeners for listening to the show. Thank, thank you. Goodness. Thank goodness. Thank godness. Thank the listener. Amen. Thank the maker, even. Oh, as 3 PM there you go. Say. More friendly. More friendly. Um, thank the living force or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> podcasting is hard work. And just because anyone can do it, and honestly, just because everyone is doing it, yeah where are you going with this yeah doesn't mean that it isn't without its expenditure there's a lot of energy time and literally like money 
and also time we could spend making money at like a, a job, like like with, with like predictable income and like you know, uh, yeah. Stephen and I take and- time out of our weeks to go to in, to go into the podcast minds and bring you fresh ground content. Yeah, nuggets and such nuggets Ju- of wisdom, sweet, juicy nuggets, as a certain host of Eld would say. Nuggets to enjoys to enjoy Jits music too. Mm. Oh yeah, you you hear y'all hear about that Jits music? Awful. Go ahead and Jits it up all over your face. <laughs> Hope that lands. I just my pants. <laughs> oh, that's, I think, I think that's, and we've earned our explicit rating on this episode. Very good. Yay! <laughs> um, and hey, no matter what you call your favorite fictional music genre, we hope that you're enjoying the Dark Times podcast. And if you want to, you know, send a little cash away to keep us on air, we've got a Patreon. We've got a $5 tier with a sticker that you get if you support us for three months in a row. And exclusive t-shirt and sticker for those who support us at the $10 tier for at least three months. Uh, The Patreon is a tip jar, bottom line, but there's some other exclusive content for you out there as a bonus. There's exclusive episodes, including movie commentary of the smash hit film Ewoks Caravan to Nowhere or some shit. Ewoks Caravan Caravan of Crap. Featuring good good character design and also settings and like visually it's a beautiful film, but it's just written really bad. <laughs> it's yeah, I just I, we, we go it's, over it. It's plenty. perplexingly awful. <laughs> it, it, we go over it in the commentary. It's not even bad enough to be a good bad movie. It's kind of just a bad movie. But I've heard good <laughs> things about the sequel in terms of so bad it's good. So Hope Sam, it's, I think it gets a lot worse and therefore gets better. So maybe, maybe we'll review that. Has that I've learned anything from Star Wars? It's that it gets a lot worse and then it gets better. <laughs> well, that sure oh. sums it up. But yeah, the best way to support the show, though, the one that we always love to see is to listen. And that you're doing that right now. So, hey, thanks a fuck ton for that. Um. But hey, leaving a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts wouldn't hurt. You know, Five stars. We love it. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Tell your table about the show. Tell you told us a friend and a table about the show. And we'll tell you that we'll shout you both out, all of you, on the show. We've never that? actually had anyone tell us they told someone about the show and that they got into it. Rollmongers. Yes. Oh, you know what? We did shout them out. That was like way early on, yeah, though. That, right? that was we like after had one our since. first episode. But yeah. <laughs> we haven't had one since. <laughs> No word of mouth for the Dark Times podcast. Maybe people just don't want to tell. They don't like, want to share that they listen to this podcast. Yeah, maybe they're just, they're, they're a little shamed. I mean, there's there's podcasts I don't tell people I listen to, even if they ask. Well, that's fair. I did just say jits my pants earlier, so I don't, I understand if you're too embarrassed to mention me to your friends. You'd be like every woman I've ever met. <laughs> if I'm a game master and I'm listening for game mastering advice, I might not want to recommend it to my players if I'm like using the advice on the show. Especially if, like, I, I use it this week's episode in, in this week's session. Well, you got to keep them guessing, man. That's your fault as a game uh, master. That's a good point. How that's to good navigate point. game mastering in a podcast world by a book by Zena Sloth. Yeah, that's going to be next episode, folks. We're going to get double meta on your asses this time. How to be a game master with a party that listens to the Dark Times podcast. And it's going to be titled, like, Totally Boring Episode, Don't Listen. Yeah, don't listen if you like good episodes. <laughs> Let's send you guys back to the show. Steven. What's up? This is interesting. I was browsing Reddit 
mm-hmm. as you do on yeah. a fine, fine afternoon. Yes. Trying to find like, oh man, what are we going to talk about for the second half of the show today? And I found this from the Saga Edition subreddit. Alex Von D1, avid listener of the show. Ah, uh, yes. I'm preparing to run a uh, game. Ah, yes. <laughs> I'm preparing to run a game where a large number of the opponents are droids. What are some good ideas for anti-droid builds? Well, Alex, I'm glad you asked. The, the comments do go into specific things, certain talents, feats, stuff like that. But I've come to you with a brand new product. Aren't you tired of those pesky automatons getting you down, constantly complaining about their blue or gold counterparts? Well, fret not, Steven. In- introducing P33TY, the pit droid. I'm very excited for this. Sam, you gave me a little preview to this one, and I'm frankly very excited. This is a stat block I concocted in my lab of evil. P33. <laughs> yeah, there's lightning and pipe organs and everything. Like it's a droid! Piles. A droid! <laughs> P33TY Droid Disabler. A CL8 Small Pit Droid Scoundrel 3. Independent Droid 4. Saboteur 1. This all started with a talent from the Sabotage Talent Tree. Droid Jammer. You can construct a short-range jammer that affects droids. As a full-round action, you can make a a mechanics. Mechanics. (laughs) You make a mechanics check to build a jammer. When a droid comes within six squares of you, compare the result of your mechanics check to the droid's will defense. If your check result equals or exceeds the droid's will defense, the droid can only take swift actions as long as it remains within the radius of the jammer. Droids that are immune to this effect of a restraining bolt are immune to the effects of this talent. The jammer functions for the remainder of the encounter. You may have only one jammer, device, or droid active at a time. I know what you're thinking, Steven. Hmm. Full round action mechanics check. Yikes. Ooh. Oh, what are, the, what are the odds? What are the odds I'm going to get that right? Combat's going to be over by the time I'm done with that shit. Exactly. Well, that's where P33TY really shines, or PD to his friends. Mechanics Mastery from the second degree droid talentry says that you can always take 10 on a mechanics check, even if distractions or hazardous circumstances would normally prevent you from doing so. Oh, good. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I've also got a uh, hot wire from the outlaw tech talent tree. <laughs> you can use your mechanics check modifier instead of your use computer check modifier when making use computer checks to improve access. You are considered trained in the use computer skill for the purposes of this talent. If you are entitled to a use computer check reroll, you may reroll your mechanics check instead, subject to the same circumstances and limitations. Also, Computer Master from the Specialized Droid Talent Tree says you can reroll any use computer check keeping... Oh, sorry. You can reroll any opposed use computer check keeping the better of the two results. I think I might know where this is going. Absolutely. Lastly, I've got Hot Wired Processor from the same specialized droid talent tree. You gain temporary processing power, enhancing your mental... It says metal. and I copied this from the wiki. It says metal attributes. Oh, that's I funny. absolutely know it means mental attributes. <laughs> when you hotwire your processor, a swift action, you gain a plus five circumstance bonus on intelligence and wisdom-based skill checks and a plus one circumstance bonus on ranged attack rolls. A hot wiring lasts for a number of rounds, equal to one half your heroic level, rounded down. When the hot wiring ends, you move minus one persistent step along the condition track. The, the penalties imposed by this condition persist until you receive repairs. But Sam, you're thinking, you can't memory wipe droids unless they're disabled. That's true. Well, don't, don't worry. Petey does it all, Steven. Oh. He's got the disabler feet. Which means when making a ranged attack with an ion weapon with which you're proficient, you gain one of the following benefits depending on the kind of weapon you use. In Petey's case, ion pistol. When you use an ion pistol, the damage dice increases from D6s to D8s. 
Oh. That's a freaking blaster rifle for an ion pistol. It's crazy. Oh, my God. PD's also got droid hunter feet. When wielding a weapon with which you are proficient, you gain a plus two bonus on damage rolls against droid enemies or plus four if you're using a weapon that deals ion damage. So when taking 10 on building the droid jammer after hotwiring their processor, PD gets a nat. It's just a 30 to deny all droids within a six square radius their move and standard actions. Afterwards, he can plink them down with his trusty ion pistol. From then on, he can wipe the memories of all droids in the area with a simple use computer check. Bing, bang, boom, and you got your own personal droid army. Thanks, Petey. Wow. Excellent build, Sam. Can you imagine? First of all, it, it's a pit droid, right? So they yeah. just have the little folded up like little discs. Of course. You just put them on the ground. You hit them on the head. Hit the nose. <laughs> hit the nose. <laughs> you put them on the ground. You hit the nose. He just gets up. He runs into a pile of super battle droids and just <laughs> makes a fucked up little machine in the center. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think of my son? Petey? This is very well done. This is like, this is amusing and this is silly, but also very powerful. Like pretty much any droid build we get on the show. It's like this level of absurdity, um, <laughs> yeah. but that's just how like droid builds are in, in Swiss. Which so is, great. is great. Uh, he's got, he also has a distracting droid, which you can make a persuasion check against the will defense of all creatures within the area. Oh. And if you succeed, they can only take, uh, they lose their move action, so they won't be able to move up to you, which well is done. pretty sick. Uh, Sam, when we were discussing this build briefly earlier, you you maybe hinted that there's a part of it that requires a liberal interpretation of the rules. I don't. Okay. When yeah. I first made the build, I read, I read the computer master talent, and I was like, oh, I could just reroll any use computer check. It does specify opposed use computer checks, so that is strike one on making uh, this better for for me because for re, for uh, memory wiping, it's just a yeah, roll against not opposed. Defense. It's not opposed, which was which feels weird to me. I think droids should have more of a hiding chance, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also hot wire. If you creatively <laughs> interpret the hot wire talent from the outlaw tech talent tree. You could interpret it as every time you have a use computer check reroll, you can just use a mechanics check reroll, which gives you like this combined with computer master in the weird fucked up way that I've concocted them would make it so that you can just reroll your building of the droid jammer. I see. Does that make, do you see where I was going with that? I see that now. Yes. <laughs> the uh, implication that Hotwire would be like, yeah, if you can just reroll mechanics, if you, as long as you can reroll a use computer check, which you can always reroll use computer check now. That means you can reroll your mechanics check, <laughs> which was very creative reading. The council will decide your fate. Is, no! is what I will say. He must stand trial. <laughs> I need him. He's too dangerous to be left alive. <laughs> A little tiny little pit droid. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Thank you so much for letting me bring that, Stephen. And thank you to Alex, uh, Alex Von D1 for the cool post on Reddit. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Alex Von D, I think we're going to dig into a few more adventures that he <gasps> sent our way soon. So Gasp! Look for that. Ooh. <laughs> Remember when One Shot Tober was going to be a thing? Brother, you're leaving for half a One Shot Tober. It's yeah. not happening. Maybe none. Also, Shot Star Wars September was supposed to happen as well. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're Star Wars September every month on the calendar, baby. What, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, but it was we were supposed to do like a March Madness for the 
the bounties, remember? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that was before <laughs> life happened. Yeah. Tell me about it. We um, do still need to do that super bracket, though. That'll be so we much do. fun. Well, we'll do it after the next uh, bounty that we haven't announced yet what it's going to be. Right. I don't think we have enough. I think we need a couple more, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Steven, do you have any trivia for us this week? In Empire Strikes Back, in order to avoid sharing creative rights, George Lucas decided to avoid using a major studio to finance his movie. Instead, he bankrolled the $18 million production himself using a combination of his profits from A New Hope and a bank loan. Although the move was risky, it actually paid off several times over and Lucas recovered his investment within just three months of the movie's release. That's insane. <laughs> and to take it one step further, based Lucas then showed gratitude far beyond the Hollywood norm by sharing the profits with his employees, a total of nearly $5 million in bonuses. Can you imagine working as like, like prop builder number six at <laughs> Lucasfilm? Wait, was this five million in bonuses in eighties money? I'm doing the I'm doing that math right now. Dude, these guys never had to work ever again. <laughs> no wonder they didn't come back for the prequels. <laughs> They're like, we got our money, fool. It's <laughs> no, so funny. I want to know how big the bank loan was. And like, I want to to be a fly on the wall of the conversation oh between George Lucas and the banker being like, Mr. Lucas, why would, why do you, a big fan, by the way, big fan of Star Wars. Why do you want this bank loan? I'm trying to do a second Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like sold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, odds are that bank teller like saw it and liked it. Like, yeah. Pretty crazy. I do, love, I do love the idea of just being like, I'll let you shake hands with Darth Vader. Let me <laughs> give me the bank loan, please. Uh, a risky move on his part. Honestly, a big ballsy move to bet on yourself that hard. But that's that's what they say that the best businessmen do. So who knows? That's so wild. To think um, about. The fact that he shared that wealth with the people who worked so hard to to realize his vision it says a lot about his character, I think. Did you know... Um, I just had to look at my New Hope poster to double check. I, so was no. getting the, I was getting the... the the company, right? Uh -huh. George Lucas did sell the name rights to Star Wars to 20th Century Fox when he pitched oh. the script, yeah. but it was before it was called Star Wars. It was like the original name for the script. Oh, back when it was like Sky Jerkers Adventures in Outer Space. Yeah, like or something. something something stupid. Yeah. yeah. So they owned the rights to that name, but then George Lucas changed it. <laughs> Gave so him the like, old swoop. Yeah. He was like, gotcha. Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Maybe he's a better businessman than a director. <laughs> I mean, clearly, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, all of his documented, like, major financial moves have been extremely successful for him, <laughs> including the Disney purchase. So, Sam, I, I got the inflation calculator up here. Uh, $5 million in 1977 in today's money is over $25 million in total bonuses for his employees. I wonder how many employees there were, because that's another, like, because it was probably $5 million separated yeah, over by dozens and dozens yeah, of yeah, people, yeah. maybe even That's hundreds. still a lot of money. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, Best Boy number three didn't get the same bonus as, like, a producer. But <laughs> still, it's it's incredible and generous. I've, it's really cool. I've worked for people who had a lot more money than that and saw much <laughs> less. <laughs> yeah, they weren't as benevolent as George Lucas. <laughs> no. <laughs> At least they let you wear underwear, though. So, <laughs> 
Oh yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, the dark times is produced and edited by me, Sam Stevens, my co-host. You can reach out to us on Twitter at dark times, S W S E or email us dark times, S W S E at gmail.com. Review us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your show. Tell someone about the show and tell your table about the show and tell us you told your table about the show and we'll shout you guys all out on the show. Steven! Control, control, you must learn control! Well, I was going to ask if you had a quote for us this week, but it looks like you got it already. (laughs) Ironic. Ironic. He can quote others, (laughs) but not himself. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody! We did it, Sam. That was a marathon. Fucking way to go, man. Hey, great job with that build, by the way. Thank you. We've only been recording for an hour, but it definitely feels like two hours. No, right? (laughs) We got enough, though, right? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We'll have like a longer one and then a shorter one. um, Yeah. Episode-wise.